0: Wizard of Whiskey presents Swig and Ramble, a podcast for the modern age. Come for the whiskey, stay for the shit show. Introducing Justin Curry at Wizard of Whiskey, Julia Men at The Wee Tipple, and Mindy Schwartz at Whiskey Editor. And now, pour yourself a drink and enjoy the show. I know I will. <laughs>
1: Got it. Oh
0: yeah. And we are back ramblers to another raucous show. I'm Julia Mann and with me as ever is Mendicious. Justin decided to fuck off today. So you know what? We've decided to interview a very <laughs> special guest who may turn out to just maybe perhaps be our new cohorts. Uh Just kidding. I mean, we, we might not replace Justin, but we might. You never know. Depends <laughs> on how long he decides to stay away. Either way, we are very excited to welcome Stephen Bach, beer director and home brewer extraordinaire. So we'll be chatting with him about beer, brewing, his awesome music, and so much more. So welcome, Steve, to the shit show. We're very happy to have you here.
1: I am happy to be aboard for the shit show. Thank you for that glorious introduction.
0: <laughs> You're amazing. Most welcome. Yeah. Um, I also forgot to throw in and as as I'm looking at Steve and his magnificent dark beard. Oh, uh, he's also
2: glorious.
0: It, it <laughs> is glorious indeed. He is like the quint, he just needs to be wearing flannel and like the quintessential beer drinker, home brewer, uh, you know, woodcutter. Also, he goes by the term, the Viking, which is very apt. He's a, yeah, oh, no. Does not <laughs> <does. laughs> I think he does. I heard it.
2: To some, to I feel some, like yeah. Steve is an episode too late. He should have been here for the hipsters.
0: Oh, no! we that might have to go back and do hipsters part two. We might have to do the to yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, welcome to Homebrews with the Viking. Uh, well, might as well uh, start things off as per usual with a little sours our mash and what's in your class. So Steve, this is the section of the show where we talk about what pisses us off today and also what we're drinking. So I'll go first. So you can have a moment to think and uh, you know, get a feel for what's going on. So what sours my mash, you're most welcome. We're very <laughs> considerate that way. At least we gals are I'm Justin and you know, Mark from season one, yeah, not so much. Those two, <laughs> um, but what is my mash is <sighs> businesses, specifically restaurants, not being open during their online listed business hours. Ooh. Oh my god, that's like a pain in the ass when you take so long to decide you're gonna go someplace, especially if it's a region you it's like not your hometown, so you don't know everything, so you're just like, okay, what looks good, what's open, what and we eat there and then you get there and they're not fucking open
1: you're just there yeah
0: (laughs) yeah I'm like Jesus Christ and then what's even worse is when it keeps happening this happened last week when we were out of town and it was so tragic and frustrating and it made me very cranky so that's what sours my mash today businesses Please just keep your online hours up to date. It is not difficult to go into Google and fucking just change it for the day or for the week or for whatever the fuck is going on. Okay, just or or even you know leave a voice message on your your voicemail saying, "Hey, sorry, we're closed until X Y Z date." Like that would just be helpful. So you know what? Ooh. I'm drinking tonight, and I'm drinking a gin and tonic because it's a little warm, and I didn't know what I wanted. I feel like I should be drinking beer, but I don't really drink beer because it fucks with my gut. So I'm sorry, Steve, Ooh. you're going to have to drink beer for us. And you know what? Maybe you can talk about health issues and beer related drinking. I don't know. We're just throwing stuff out there because his Ooh. gears are grinding like, oh, that's a good
2: question. Oh,
1: yeah. Yes.
0: <laughs> okay. What can I talk I about? Because was ready to
1: sour my mash, but now my gears are all ground. I mean, I don't know what direction I'm going <laughs> at all.
0: No, <laughs> oh, that's okay. Welcome. I called this a shit show for a reason. So I'm I'm just doing a basic G and T because it's cold and it's refreshing. Yes, it's out of a wine glass because I'm classy like that. Anyway, Steve, what sours your mash, and what are you drinking tonight, my friend?
1: Oh, what sours my mash? Um, you know what soured my mash today? Slow delivery drivers at the oh. store crawling along at a snail's pace. It's an <sighs> absolute drag.
0: Yep i feel that i feel that so hard
1: yeah it uh, just slows down the whole day um especially when they got the attitude it's always these new guys you know how it is these uh <laughs> sl- the, you either get the hot shots or you got the guys that just do not care and today we had a lot of the do not care vibe um taking mm. in those orders at work um that was a thrilling thrilling gear grind i know
0: Oh, <laughs> what are you oh yeah what, what are you drinking that looks refreshing. as far as what
1: we're sipping on though Um, So it's actually a Belgian lambic, um, Goose Tilken, um, spontaneously fermented beer, um, meaning that it's fermented with the naturally occurring yeast and microflora of the air um, in the, what, the Pajotinland region? I'm probably butchering the pronunciation, but it's specific (laughs) to that region. And it gives it sort of this, like, funky, sometimes green apple, sometimes, like, barnyard basement kind of funk um yeah so it's um
0: so is that what makes oh is that what a lambic is it's from that specific region and made in that specific way
1: yeah exactly To um uh, okay. so spontaneous beer would be like the broader category um meaning that's fermented with um you know naturally occurring yeast and bacteria from the air um and what makes it lambic would have to um, a couple different rules, but basically it has to be from that specific um, region.
0: Nice. The same nice. valley.
1: I, I, I'm just now realizing that I read about this stuff way more than I talk about it out loud. <laughs> and I'm like, oh no, how do I pronounce this?
0: It's like no when way. I read books and characters have crazy names and I'm like, <laughs> yeah, no, just skip over those names.
1: Yeah. I'm just like, I frequently
2: rur, hur, hur. Ask Leah, uh, I'll pause at a word. I'll be like, help.
1: Please. please. Usually I can
0: help, but not always. Oh, especially <laughs> when we were doing our tequila episodes. Yep. We literally just did a disclaimer saying, you know what? Just look these up online because we will butcher them and we feel so bad we're going to pronounce them wrong. We're just not even going to try. So just trust us. That comes from five specific towns. Yeah. Yeah.
2: It's it's five.
1: Five. It's 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 five. You, you you wouldn't want me to you know slow down and name all five. You just be you know, it's yeah, five.
0: That should be enough justice. for you. <laughs> you Mindy, what's souring your mash and what are you drinking about it for?
2: Everything.
0: <laughs> oh I have that's two a lot.
2: I, I know no, I have two. I'm gonna make them short because I've got to get them both out because you're gonna drive me insane. I have a garden. And the stuff that I don't particularly care for, aka tomatoes, are growing fantastic. My zucchini plants are stunted. They're not doing anything. Oh, like I, um, we've got bird problems and ground squirrel problems and they ate 25 strawberry plants that I planted this spring. So we had no strawberries this year. But I have got enough tomatoes to last for the next fifteen years. So, <laughs> girl, salsa. You're from yeah, you know, like yes. I use it like salsa and pasta, you know. But that's going to require me canning, and I'm just ah. I'm so over canning stuff this year. Anyway, the ah. other issue and the reason I was late today was I um, We have had two school shooting threats in four <gasps> days here.
0: Holy shit! Oh.
2: And no one is addressing it the school district is not returning phone calls pd will not answer questions as to what plans they have regarding what has been going on and it's like i have a kid in the primary school and there is a threat at the elementary school next door by a fifth grader that had made a kill list and they're saying that it's not a viable threat so i'm i am just we're talking about maybe pulling my daughter out and homeschooling her but i don't have time for that and i just it's 2022 Why we do not have a plan for this shit is just beyond me. I don't get it. Wow. So on that note, I am drinking. And because I was late, I just reached to my fridge and grabbed the first thing I could. But it's appropriate. It's a beer. It's elevated. Yay, beer. I have drank it on this show before. This is a local-ish brewery to us. Um, They are located in um, Albuquerque right? Ooh. Yeah. Um, it is amazing. It is obscenely hoppy. And we discussed this in our, in our hipster episode. The hipster episode, um, of course. <laughs> yes, we did. I was the hipster for the episode. I had the vape. I had the IPAs. You know, I eat avocado toast the whole So I'm oh. a hipster. That's because avocado anyway, toast is delicious. Okay.
0: Hipsters and- cannot claim that. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it is a phenomenal beer. Uh, it's one of my favorite local ones. So, um, even though it's an IPA, it. and we like to say, fuck "I IPAs, love, I love IPA."
1: We're gonna have to, you know, it's we're gonna out, have to like square this out. circle. I don't know how I feel about this fuck IPA <laughs> talk.
0: Well, <laughs> it is
2: a beer anyway. So, oh yeah, I, I can't even. I'm I just chiming IPAs.
0: in for a bunch of other people that hate IPAs, but actually now because we have two well I'm assuming Steve you like IPAs you're a big fan or what what are your thoughts we need more people to weigh in on this IPA issue
1: uh I don't know that oh, oh wait what what are we what are we calling uh the issue that it's like that it's everywhere because I mean we could say yeah it's a problem because there's like 8 million IPAs on yeah. tap at every place it's uh, you know to the detriment of having anything else um, yeah
0: that it's overdone overproduced and people don't actually care about quality or flavor they just want like insane IBUs
1: um <laughs> and insane
0: yeah. hops and like just make it overdone uh
1: yeah I I think that as long as IPA has been being brewed in America um it feels like it's about excess like most things um, <sighs> so I think it's just yeah. an Yeah. I think it's just the reality of like, um, you know, like Dunkin' Donuts coffee, super sweet. You know, like, what do you, what, what is it really about? It's about like 10 sugars. It's like 35 creamers, caramel, whipped cream, you know, whatever your Starbucks order is. Um, I think that there is something to be said that IPAs are the pumpkin spice lattes for white guys or something. I think I heard once. (laughs) (laughs) That's
2: Uh, accurate. I've seen that meme. Yeah.
1: Uh, yeah, but I, I don't know. There, there's good and there's bad. Um, I think that you're right, though. I think that maybe there are too many, too many out there. Uh, I don't think every brewery needs to have uh, three quarters of their tap list or like package offerings, uh, BIPAs. Need more yeah. room for the classic styles, something a little more, you know, interesting. But, you know, you like what you like.
0: Yeah, that was that actually reminds me of when I first moved to Connecticut for a position that, you know, died because of COVID. But. At the time, I was going around to a lot of the breweries and chatting with the people and doing little taster flights, trying to put together a local beer list for the place that was going to open. And it was very interesting because IPAs were the majority of what people were producing. And I'm like, "There's wow, what? That's got to be, that's got to be wrong. Like there's so many different beer (laughs) styles and then no, it was not wrong. They really just they really just turned on a dime and started doing that because that's what the people wanted.
1: <laughs> uh yeah, I mean I guess it's one of those things where it's definitely the easy uh the safe play. Um and I mean if you're a professional brewer, you know you got to brew what the people want versus um you know sometimes what you want to make um I think that those uh folks have to strike that balance in terms of what they make it's that's what the market demands it's what you got to make um but yeah not the most interesting um and it's tough when like say it's a five beer flight and you're like oh there's eight choices here and six of these are ipas oh that one's a pale ale uh Uh, you know so just like the the baby ipa (laughs) it's like oh good
0: yeah um is it Any easier to create IPAs versus other styles of beer?
1: Um, I would say, I don't know that it's easier. I think um, the big knock, um, you know, from people that brew beer or criticize how other people brew beer is that um, hops, um, you know, which provide like both uh, bittering flavor and aroma to beer um using like as me- as much hops as you would in something like say like a double ipa or like just um triple ipa like more hops you add essentially the idea is um it can mask um and hide those like any off flavors or flaws in the beer whereas something like um a lager um that's crisp and clean requires a lot more technical skill so the idea um is essentially oh well you can just hide behind the hops you know like that's not um mm-hmm. necessarily like that doesn't really show any like skill um i don't know that i agree with that though because like you can get this was the wrong question to ask me this this early in the episode because i could go on <laughs> for hours um
0: <laughs> make this but, a two or three parter right? oh yeah
1: it, it would be ridiculous it would be yeah hop hipsters part three four five and six
2: hey um, you should do like an encyclopedia. i'm hearing hops are a band-aid
1: <laughs> they can be um they they definitely can be um Yeah, I wouldn't say they're like overall easier, but yeah, it can definitely hide, um, you know, like it can cover for like a lack of nuance or overall, like well-crafted beer for sure.
0: Oh, interesting. So I think it's completely obvious. Steve has a wealth of knowledge, but let's go back and be like, hey, Steve, who are you? What's your story? What's what's your background? What got you in beer in the first place? Tell us all about you, Steve.
1: Oh, yeah, Um, I, I feel like probably stealing uh, from Sam Adams variety packs uh, that were out of date uh, from my dad's basement that he had neglected probably got me into beer. Um, But if we're gonna uh, talk about (laughs) uh, my journey into beer professionally, um, I started working at the tap room at the then newly opened Stony Creek Brewery in 2015. Um, you know and from there went on to work for a couple different places um, different tap rooms did a couple of internships um, in production over at Outer Light in Groton and uh, Black Hog in Oxford oh, nice. um, yeah my interest has always um, been in actually like brewing producing beer so uh I had read some article about um, you know you can brew beer at home and the first thing it said you needed was like do you have a like a turkey pot and a turkey fryer? And I'm like, no, I don't. But I think my uh, my college roommate here, Mike, might. And so I harassed him, and uh, you know, he his father, I guess, like begrudgingly let him steal the turkey pot for me. Uh, yeah, and I've been brewing beer for uh, eight years now, and I, I still have that turkey pot and occasionally put it to use.
0: Oh, that's great. Oh, <laughs> uh, what was the first? thing you ever brewed and did it turn out drinkable
1: you know uh, that (laughs) (laughs) um, yeah so the first thing I ever brewed was a uh what's known as like a clone recipe essentially like home brewers put together um something that's a recipe that's supposed to approximate like a commercially brewed beer in this case it was uh, a clone of Bell's Two-Hearted Ale um, which is an IPA and it did come out drinkable did not come out like i'd planned um it came out tasting a lot like actually a uh, new england brewing company um here in woodbridge connecticut makes a beer called sea hag and i remember giving mm. it uh to some buddies and they were like holy shit this tastes like sea hag and i was like you know sea hag's a great beer uh, thank god it wasn't poison
2: so. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so uh yeah no it definitely came out um drinkable but i think um to an extent I probably got lucky.
0: <laughs> so what? couple of questions kind of all melded into one. Oh, yeah. What are your favorite styles to brew? And how many different batches have you brewed in the last eight years, would you say?
1: Um, yeah, you're turning back into the storm. My favorite style um, to brew overall is IPA. Um, oh, okay. yeah. <laughs> um yeah uh i actually spent um a couple years um when the new england or like hazy ipa was coming into vogue like when it was just in its sort of nascency whatever um really like researching brewing techniques on that actually taught some uh, home brewing courses specific to brewing those oh um yeah and as far as um number of batches Uh, it's it's definitely like somewhere between like I don't know 100 200 um at least I'd say probably somewhere around like 200 um I don't keep as
0: good notes as I I
1: should but (laughs) uh yeah I mean because it's all about like refining you know you want to like find consistency you know you're doing your own sensory analysis getting really nerdy smelling it and you know going to like bringing it to beer festivals and stuff like that um yeah so i mean you want to like always be like turning that wheel and trying to um improve every time you can't do that without doing it and trying failing succeeding all of it
0: how many festivals have you taken part in
1: um i usually there's probably usually like three or four a year um yeah they're just starting to open up some new ones um there are two that have been held annually for a few years now over at Bad Sons Brewing in Derby. They run the Brewers Ball, which is usually in March or April. And the one that's coming up uh, this October 29th is called Smoke in the Valley, uh, which oh. is a huge one. Um, but a uh, 12% beer project in North Haven just put on their first one um, this past year. Uh, it was like a smashing success. A lot of, a lot of people came out. Um, yeah. So as they, um, continue to add these events in the area it feels like you know as the homebrew scene grows around here um i'm just hoping to get in more and more of them as they open up
0: (laughs) yeah absolutely that's super cool that you've been doing that
1: yeah i mean yeah go ahead sorry
2: (laughs) no you're fine um I've got to backtrack to the pumpkin spice comments a second ago because I just got an email from Starbucks this morning that it's official as of today, pumpkin spice is back. Oh, yeah, there you go. (laughs) So anyway, this leads into a question. Have you ever done like a pumpkin ale or anything pumpkin-y when fall rolls around?
1: No, and it's because I think I'd be bad at it, not because I have anything <laughs> against it. I think it's really hard to to make one taste good, I think.
0: Oh, well, I have to give a shout out to your recommendation. And I got the Warlock Imperial Pumpkin. What was it Imperial Pumpkin out. Stout? Yeah. Holy tits. That was so good. Oh, like, I love a good stout. I'll have oh, to take that. And so, try to find it. yeah, I may not be able to drink whole beers, but I appreciate a couple sips here and there and wow that was if i could drink a whole beer i would fucking do that on the warlock <laughs> imperial pumpkin stout because i love dark beers and that was very well balanced it wasn't it wasn't any sort of like fake crappy pumpkin-y additives it didn't seem like it was just like very subtle but definitely there it was very very nice so this guy gives great beer recommendations. <laughs> <laughs>
2: do you just brew for yourself or do friends and family get involved? Do you do it for Christmas gifts? Like, what do you do with all this beer that you brew?
1: Yeah, um, there's absolutely no way that I could keep up with the, my own output. Um, so it goes a couple different places. Sometimes I'll brew um, for like friends and family's parties um sometimes for like the competitions and festivals um and then actually through um social media like we'll have i have like a like a rolling list of people who i'll um you know i'll package bottles and have them just come pick them up i'll just kind of give them away just to get feedback on it um yeah bring you know growlers over to buddies' houses anybody will drink it really I'll just give it away give it away here give it away there
0: nice <laughs> right, so you always so- use Oh, sorry. You always use bottles or do you have like your own little canning machine or anything?
1: I don't have a uh, like a mini canning line yet. Just because the seaming equipment and stuff is like really expensive. Um, Yeah, yeah, right now it's a counter pressure bottle filler, um, meaning that like it fills bottles the way a professional brewery would on a small scale. So you inject um, CO2 to purge the bottle of any oxygen because oxygen is bad for beer. Um, then you fill it with beer, cap it up tight, and uh, it actually lasts for a while. So it's pretty cool.
0: Damn,
2: that's a yeah. proper little sub you got going there. No joke. If I was closer, what I'm hearing is I could request a homebrew for my next birthday party.
1: Yeah, yeah. That, that's... I'm in New
2: Mexico, so you have no worries.
1: <laughs> I'll just, uh, I don't know. I'm trying to think of the, like, the topography. Maybe I could just roll it down there. Like, <laughs> there you I, go. Yeah. <laughs> i think I, I if i recall it kind of gets a little flat in the middle though on the on the route <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: yeah no, i'm in the mountains so it had to come back uphill to get to me eh, I'm gonna <laughs> and i'm going work magic <laughs> right. beer magic beer in a keg can do that there you go i yeah. dig it what are your like thoughts on slash have you ever done any of the nitro brew stuff oh
1: did you say nitro brew yeah oh um honestly nitrogenating beer is a little tricky just because it's a little bit harder to get nitrogen gas into suspension meaning like into the liquid um for me it's like a bit of a headache on a homebrew scale because it requires different equipment you gotta have like a different uh faucet also like for serving it which is like called like a sprinkler head or a sprinkler faucet like you see for guinness um where it kind of like
0: oh yeah, yeah the
1: beer over and like spreads it out you know what i mean um I've never done it, but I definitely like drinking them. So you're kind of tempting me to just go further into personal debt.
0: We aim to bankrupt all of our guests. Yes.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> but
0: then see, it's not bankrupting. Yeah, maybe in the short term, but in the long term, <laughs> they'll come out with amazing products that will then make them gajillionaires, like uh Troop and whatever we were with the Nitro something? Nitro Margarita. They were- what the no uh pina, Col- pina colada yeah pina colada with, oh, with a yeah. rum
2: floater yeah with a rum floater i'm
0: still it, brainstorming that one brilliant idea it can be done you know they're just yeah. gonna have to spend some money in the meanwhile to figure that out oh yeah uh <laughs>
1: consider it done consider it done <laughs> yeah um yeah nitro stuff's great have you guys uh seen that um seen these places doing like nitrogenated cold brew um like on tap and in cans
0: i have i think yeah. you pointed one out to me was that the um there was a nitro cold brew pumpkin something earlier yeah
1: oh yeah that's a that was a yeah nitro cold brew pumpkin beer but like just wow. like straight up coffee too like oh beer.
2: yeah really i had one at a farmer's market this past weekend oh oh, oh yeah. yeah i love nitro cold brew coffee <laughs>
0: Well, now thought, I'm wondering, can they make tea nitro? That would be cool.
2: I feel like
1: you could make any liquid nitro. And if you can't, like, we need to we need to make it happen. Like, like, uh, like Portlandia, like put a burn on it. Like, I don't know, put a nitro in it, something like that. <laughs> <laughs> or like, we can pickle that. We can nitro that. Like, I think that needs to be like a whole separate. I like, yeah, I feel like
0: we're all getting nitro hard over here. <laughs> This is a great idea. Yeah. <laughs> so I think it's safe to say we are all seem to be kind of like into nitros. IPAs are out, nitro is in, and now I wish I had a nitro. But okay, cool. <laughs> Sorry, while like, I go into fantasy land, of like, ooh, yum, right? Like, could I get a nitro chai latte?
2: Is that a thing? Ooh, I could get behind that idea, right?
1: Yeah.
0: Yes. (laughs) Okay. Anyway, seconded. Seconded. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, wait. Do you like chai?
1: Yes, I do. Yes, I do.
0: How did I not know this? That's exciting.
1: Because I like to crap (laughs) on your love for tea whenever possible. Because I'm a coffee snob too. That's That's partly very
0: true. However. I was a big fan of the Downies pumpkin, which is brewed. Not, it's not brewed, is it? It's not brewed? No, it's just fermented, right? Is there any difference? Anyway, the whole point about that is it is made with real chai spices. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, as you can, if anyone else was actually watching this besides these two, you could literally see my brain working and my eyes going all over the place trying to figure that out anyway. <laughs> Now I want to know. And we have a beer expert right here with us, Steve.
1: Yeah. Why are you is t- it asking called? About
0: the f- I'm not the sure f- what my question is. It has something yes. to do with what's <laughs> the difference between brewing and fermenting. Those are the same thing, right?
1: Um well, I mean, no. I mean, I guess like because if you apply the word broadly, like you can brew coffee. That's essentially just like running hot water through grounds in the context of like alcoholic beverages um i don't know i've heard them used interchangeably but with something like cider it's usually um just fermentation Okay. Um, yeah fermenting yeah it's usually like fermented with you know chai spices
0: yeah it was Um, was real good
1: yeah yeah, the, the general idea is you don't really have to do anything to like the sugary substance before you uh, ferment it with the yeast like you just take apple juice yeast goes in boom you got hard cider yeah
0: Cablano. you know so much it's awesome also uh i had you well you had mentioned earlier and i wanted to circle back around to this you had said you taught classes about Uh home brewing
1: Yeah, um, I did a couple of homebrewing classes, um, with the unfortunately defunct homebrewing shop, um, Maltose Express over in Monroe. Um, yeah, the ones that I was doing were actually centered around brewing, brewing the New England IPA, I think was the name of the course. Um, I think we had about, um, 30 students the first, the first time, the second time, I think, um, capped it at 40, um. Yeah, it was essentially just walking through like different techniques for, um, you know, like the malt, the barley, the, you know, the the grain part of beer, you know, what kind of like cool yeast strain were you going to use? So it was basically just like one of these like kind of upper level nerds nerd how to brew the, the most hip IPA. I, it's the fact that I'm looking at your eyes right now. I can't talk about IPA in any serious context i'm so sorry Uh, (laughs) i feel i feel so shamed um yeah but it was uh yeah was really incredible experience just to interact with other folks who are kind of like starting on that homebrewing journey um and really trying to get into like a deeper understanding of how do i make my own recipes um and that was really the idea make the jump from i can brew beer to like i want to brew this beer and i want to brew it this way so yeah really cool
0: awesome yeah that sounds super cool Now, it seems like you kind of just read something and started brewing your own beer at home, but you also teach. Um, Like, how hard is it to brew your own beer? And do you have any tips for first-timers?
1: I don't think it has to be hard. I would say um, for first-timers, look into, um, well, two things. One would be to look into starting with a recipe kit which is basically got your pre-assembled ingredients with a list of clearly like delineated instructions. So it's kind of like the color by numbers
2: it's um, a
1: cake box. of brewing. Oh, it's a what?
2: It's a box. It's a cake mix.
1: Yeah, exactly. It's a it's a cake mix. that um, you can drink. Yeah, exactly. Alcohol. Exactly. <laughs> yeah.
2: Well.
1: Yeah. Um, uh, number two would be to like you could try. Um, there's two kinds of home brewing: um, extract and all grain. Extract means you use like a like a malt sugar solution that's like pre-made um to get the the sugars that ferment into the beer whereas all grain is using um like actual crushed grains uh extract brewing requires way less equipment a lot more forgiving your first time around um so yeah go with a kit and um try brewing extract and but honestly the the biggest tip is uh, uh relax and have a homebrew um while you're drinking because. Uh, it may not be perfect, but it's going to be beer. It's going to be beer.
0: Oh. <laughs> Have you ever had anything that wasn't drinkable?
1: Um, I don't think I've had anything poisonous, if that's what you mean. Hey,
0: <laughs> um, I mean, that's kind of what I mean. Yeah. Or was there anything just uh, so bad you just dumped it on the drain?
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, <laughs> wait, the eye brewed? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, yes, actually. <laughs> yes, it was like, uh, it was after like, I think the first like three things I brewed were like, in my mind, like good to passable. And I got, uh, I had the idea in my head that I could just like jump style boundaries and create something really wacky. I mm. brewed a Belgian triple, uh, like a Belgian triple IPA with lemon peel. I called it Peel. It was it, garbage. It was uh, hot garbage. I literally had to sit there and dump like forty-five bottles of beer down my kitchen sink, and I was like, "All right, oh, yeah, like you." So you can screw learned. up. uh, <laughs> <Hi>. <laughs> uh Yeah, it, it was one of the most disgusting things I ever tasted. Uh, just wow. a mess, really? Yeah. <laughs> ah, uh,
0: found it sounded interesting. Uh, I'll give it that. <laughs> I mean, that—that I, that I is one word it. for it. Yeah interesting covers all manner of sins Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, so where can one get all of these sorts of beer kits is it online or local homebrew stores both either none you have to look for something very specific
1: yeah i would definitely recommend uh, supporting your local homebrew shop first because you're gonna get that um one-to-one in-person knowledge it's super invaluable um if you're gonna go online there's Tons of different retailers. There's a couple I'd probably recommend. Um, more beer or great fermentations are great. Um, if you want to stick away from supporting Megacorps, don't go with Midwest Supply or Northern Brewer because I believe that those guys are um, basically an arm of Anheuser-Busch nowadays. Um, oh, where okay. The, yeah. <laughs> um, there are, yeah, there's tons of options um, online if you don't have somewhere local, but I'd say, uh, Research and see if you've got a local homebrewing shop first
0: nice good shout <laughs> so we know you are infamous for your beer knowledge and brewing skills with a z uh but you also have this other awesome little talent you're a musician tell us all about that what do you do how'd you get into it what kind of music do you play
1: Oh yeah, this is uh this is rapid fire. Thank you. um
0: Yeah, I mean, if you want to it's talk like here, but like, topic,
1: like the lightning yeah. Yeah. boom, yeah. <laughs> boom, exactly. That's so many questions. Yeah, Go. got twenty one questions. It's not that. That's not what I play. <laughs> um, clearly. Um, yeah. I, let's see. I mean, I was uh I was in college, and a roommate of mine was in a band, and I just thought that was so cool. Um, and I was always just like singing along to the radio as a kid. Um. And my sister had gotten a crappy like $50 guitar for Christmas probably five or six years ago that sat around the house just getting kicked around. Um, And thankfully, my roommate Joey was kind enough to show me the uh, like the only three chords that I still know how to use, uh, which is a segue into the fact that um, I'm really into um, like folk rock, Um, you know, like taking some of the like the folk folk roots stuff of like the 60s but um I was also raised on like um the what would you say like pop punk like alternative kind of stuff um oh. coming up through like you know like middle school and high school so I imagine there's a twinge of that adolescent angst that still lives on somewhere in the mix um nice yeah I don't know uh, indie folk if you want to put a, a shop stamp on it
0: Uh, We love putting stamps on things. Please. (laughs) stamp me. (laughs) (laughs) And you play at, very fittingly, local breweries, don't you?
1: Yeah. um, There's actually a bunch of places that support um, local music by um, having, you know, local performers, local acts out. I've done gigs, I know, um, over at Two Roads in Stratford. I've been playing uh, Coles Road Brewing in Berlin, Connecticut which is fantastic um out um on the patio in the summer is a great spot um and uh yeah like also like local beer bars too the hops company in derby um was also pretty great i know stony creek also books live music so maybe if i was going to make my return i could get back in there on the the other side of the bar that'd be (laughs) kind of cool yeah but it's awesome it's really great um Honestly, most of the local breweries in some form are really like embracing live music. Um, Woodbury Brewing Company actually built a whole stage. Like they have like lights. Oh, wow. um, yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, so so I've uh, always
0: wondered, and now I have a professional who would know the answer. Do the musicians at these venues providing fabulous live music while we quaff our beer or cider or what have you, does the brewery or facility pay for them, or do they live off tips and beer? <laughs>
1: um. Yeah. As a <laughs> the the one, the ones that I play do. Otherwise, I wouldn't be uh, playing them. I think ah. that uh really the ones that I've mentioned. Yeah, they all they all do um pay um yeah as far as uh as far as it's been my experience um breweries have been good about um you know compensating the performers yeah, which is important you know I, people are out there trying to make a living
0: yeah like art is not and should not just be free says an artist and like i i do not understand okay i'm gonna go off on rant on rant so ahead, I'm, not, please. I'm gonna no i'm gonna <laughs> i need to contain it but like what the fuck you wouldn't ask a lawyer or a doctor or it, like a grocery store to just provide services and what they do for free for quote-unquote exposure fuck that bullshit yeah try living without artists in your life for one day one day take away all of your music all of your books all of your entertainment Mm. (laughs) and yet you will yeah yeah you think artists are expendable fuck off (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah I'll, I'll definitely endorse that I'll, I'll i'll stamp you back i'll rubber stamp that opinion i'll yes. rubber stamp that rant
0: <laughs> rubber stamp that ra- feel... you know what we need to have a stamp that says that
1: <laughs> what does it say what does the stamp say uh
0: rubber stamp that rant
1: that's good i'm glad yeah. that you could get that out at this point of the podcast because i don't think that my yeah. mouth would be capable
0: of i mean i used words. to do a lot of tongue twisters <laughs> that i'll oh, rubber stamp that rant oh yeah that we need to do that. You know, that's some swig swag right there in the making. <laughs> it is. I dig it.
2: At least a sticker that looks like a rubber stamp, right? Yeah, yeah there you go. <laughs> could
0: definitely be done. Ah, uh, well, I think I might be out of questions. Mindish, what about you? I mean any, any final questions it. for this want oh. of knowledge? This strapping and fabulously bearded fellow. I mean, in theory, we could go for. Hours with his
2: amount of knowledge, but I don't know that that's going to be appropriate.
0: (laughs) Yeah, we can always have
2: you back.
1: I'd yeah, I'd love to be back. This has been pretty awesome. I'm uh, really happy you guys invited me on.
2: Home (laughs) brews with the Viking part two. Yeah, absolutely. But we'll get some input from the ramblers on that and get some get
0: some good questions from them for you. Definitely, we always love it when we get our ramblers to chime in with our episodes. That's always fun. I'm game awesome so glad to hear it steve thank you so much for joining us this has been an absolute delight uh for all of you out there you can follow steve at stevenbach underscore music that's steven with a ph but also we'll link it in the show notes don't worry uh you can follow me julia at the wee tipple and mindy at whiskey editor because she does it all mindy you want to bring us home girl
2: thanks for joining us ramblers um make sure that you tune in next time as we discuss those assholes who only want ipas you know what i'm still gonna say
0: fuck ipas
1: (laughs) this is me being silent
0: (laughs) thanks for joining us and we'll see you next time follow us at swig and ramble on instagram facebook and twitter for more fermented fuckery cheers